This is show 76 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I'm joined with Darren from Cooper Rose. Hello, and welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, a somewhat regular show where we chat with cloth diaper brands, parents, and retailers from around the world to share their cloth diaper story. Show 76. It's September. It's Labor Day weekend. And my kids are going back to school this week, which is absolutely nuts. I have a six-year-old entering grade one, and here I am talking to y'all about cloth diapering. But I love it, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. If this is your first time listening to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, let it be known that I do have a book about cloth diapering to help you get started. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Cloth Diapers, Textiles, Washing, and More, and you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and if you live close to me in Prince George, you can even pick one up from my house. The Cloth Diaper Podcast also has an Etsy shop with an array of different projects. I'm also working on some done-for-you content guides, so if you're thinking about opening a retail shop, if you're thinking about expanding into cloth diapering if you're thinking about i don't know i am working with different brands to create low-cost social media blogging and other types of written content to ensure that you can put your best foot forward with cloth diapering today we are joined with darren darren is the mama behind cooper rose and we had the pleasure of chatting in january of 2020 and then i lost her recording and i was so bummed about it uh darren was not but i was i feel like our first interview was so much better but nonetheless we're gonna chat she's got a big kid like i do as well and she's gonna share about her story which is a little bit unique and she's creating some really amazing products i have shown a demo of her fitted diaper over on my personal blog simplymombailey.com and i can't wait for you to also go check out her products why who are you what's your little elevator spiel how about that beginning yeah my elevator is way too long always um so uh, (laughs) 25 floors (laughs) go all the way to the top Um, so my name is darren moore and i am the founder of cooper rose baby um i started cooper rose because um there was just a lack of representation for black and brown folks in the cloth diapering world i felt like um i started cloth diapering my son because he was having a lot of um rashes and just like issues with his skin not just his butt like all over but i wanted to go as natural as possible with everything and um happened upon modern cloth diapering which i just was looking for the old school pre-folds and i didn't even know they were called pre-folds um so in that journey of finding them um it was like more people need to know about this and that's where cooper rose came from um so we're so you're but your son is not that old he's only yeah he's five three oh five yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, just turned five in February. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's now June. So that's a little bit away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but it's been, um, so it's been about five years. For some reason, I guess maybe when we talked, he would have been four. Yeah. Just turned five. I think he, I think he was still four when we talked. Yeah. Which always seems so much younger than five. There's something about. It once does. they turn five that it makes it feel like suddenly they're like big like they're and you've been at this for years <laughs> absolutely actually when he turned five i was like oh no like 
he's not he's not a toddler he's a kid he's a boy <laughs> he goes to school <laughs> or should because I mean, yeah. yeah so you're in atlanta georgia correct and you decided to go to cloth diapering you looked for pre-folds what got you into designing what is now the cooper rose fitted diaper and the the lineup yeah. that you have yeah, so um, when I first started, um, so I the pocket diaper was the first modern cloth diaper that I saw or dealt with. Um, and so in my um, quest to have more black and brown folks um, cloth diapering, I basically um, just bought mass manufactured uh, diapers and customized the butt. So it, um, I had some that said young, gifted, and brown, some that said brown and bougie. Um, and so they were just like the, you know, I got them from China and, you know, shipped over whatnot. And um, in that journey, started realizing like, well, one, these diapers are coming in plastic. So I'm like getting like, you know, hundreds of diapers and they're all in these plastic sleeves. And so that didn't feel good. Um, and then it was like, well, if I'm trying, if I want to put him in just in, in natural fibers, these aren't natural fibers. <laughs> Um, so like I, I was making inserts first, like, so I make, I was buying these mass produced, customizing them, but having, um, inserts handmade, um, actually my mom was making them at the time. Um, and so they were hemp and organic cotton and I would put them on top of the pocket and it was like, there has to be a better way to do this. And so it just gradually, like more and more, I was tell people all the time, like I just went down a rabbit hole and it was like, wait, that's not good either. Wait, that's not good either. <laughs> I, you know what I absolutely hate though is like, I. so this is like my 78th recording mm -hmm. and this is like the 45th time that I've heard this story. Of, yeah. You know, somebody meets, they meet a pocket diaper as their first experience with cloth diapering and then they realize that the pockets doesn't have any natural fibers at all. And then, right. and then suddenly they're handcrafting fitted diapers and it's just like, Sometimes I wish we could just take that piece out. Like, how do we get, how do we get Cooper Rose? How do we get Darren straight to that curious Darren five years ago? Like, right. how do we get you in the right place? Um, but maybe 45 stories later, this is just the kind of like the journey that has to happen because <laughs> Darren five years ago might've been terrified by your product. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I mean, I think for me, because I didn't know anything at all, maybe if the fitted was the first thing I saw. I don't know if I would have been afraid because I was willing to do a prefold with a pin. Oh you know? yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, I was like, I have your diaper actually really close to me here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. It's washed. Oh yeah. I washed it. I took some photos actually. I um I took photos and I was uh published photo epilogue about what it looks like is oh, publishing cool. soon. So um I should have got a ding from that. I didn't even. My no, no, no. It hasn't published yet. It hasn't oh, published okay. yet. Cool, cool, cool. I just, okay. I just like, I literally just finished it last night. Um, Cause okay. it's been sitting here in my pile of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> like every busy mom. But what I think is really fascinating, what a lot of people aren't going to know. So we should pivot to this part of your story is that you don't sew these. Nope. You're not a seamstress. Nope. At all. Nope. So how does this, how does somebody, because uh, everybody I talk to, Courtney at Accoutrements and Heather at Lillian Frank, they're seamstresses, but yeah. that's not you. So you 
what what goes into making the fitted diaper? Oh man, that was a lot. <laughs> um, so I, um, I I learned a lot. I've learned a lot along the way. Um, I actually was still going to, even though I was mass producing buying in China, mm-hmm. um, I had the connect there. So I just was like, hey, can you make this other thing? Um, but it was still the same issue, you know, um, where I would still get these like packages of stuff that, you know, would come with it. And then I wasn't really sure, like, okay, can you give me a certificate, the, the GOTS certification? They couldn't do that. Um, so it was like, okay, maybe I should like look somewhere else for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and that actually, that was um, a question that somebody had asked me this week about GOTS certification. Yeah. Um, and she was like, it seems really sketchy. A lot of brands don't really share it and um, it's not really super accessible. But a lot of times what I hear from brands is that it's also really hard for them too, yeah, to get their hands on them for manufacturers, um, which does increase this layer of like, what's going on out there? Yeah. But um, exactly. the right supplier should be able to get you a GOTS certification, no problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew that I needed to break down the process a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was to have my mom sew for me. My mom's <laughs> an amazing seamstress or sewist and and her sister. Um, she was taking care of my grandparents at the time and she couldn't do it. She we went I went home and like took all this stuff and they were like, oh, yeah, let's do this thing. You know, it didn't work out. Um, and so I, I looked everywhere for. Um, I didn't know at the time that it was called small small batch, small batch manufacturing, but I looked all over the place in the United States for manufacturing. And either it was um, the MOQ was like crazy or they didn't want to deal with it. Like it was just a lot, you know? Um, and so yeah, I, you're not the first one to say that. I, I was just editing some show notes from an episode I did three years ago. And that's the same story looking yeah. for uh, North American based manufacturing is just, it's impossible unless it's you have crazy. the capital to build it yourself. Yeah. And that's basically what people, I mean, I didn't do because I, I, so I think I told you this before I'm a gymnastics coach first. So I, my first business is gymnastics and circuits. And, um, so it's like, I, I couldn't put those resources in, Cooper Rose yet like I needed to see that it was you know gonna work um and so it was yeah it was a task but I finally found um well first I, yeah it, there was just a journey so I've, I've worked <laughs> with um local sewers for a long time um and like just can you make 10 diapers can you make 10 diapers um I did create um a pattern which was weird because I don't create patterns <laughs> Um, so just like what I like from this and what I don't like from that and just, you know, kind of made this pattern. Um, and so got some consistency, even though I was with, you know, have, I think at one point I had three different sewists in Atlanta, like making stuff for me. So that's like my little question I had, like, how do you get that consistency? But at the same time when, so I've gone to mother ease's factory in St. Catharines, Canada, and, Mm -hmm. um, they have four or five different seamstresses in their factory. Exactly. And so if you were going to China, it would be a dozen different seamstresses anyway. So like that consistency, if as long as you got the good pattern and you have a quality yeah. seamstress, you should be able to replicate. 
Right. Right. The same product. I mean, that's, that's the theory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the theory. Do you find that that theory doesn't hold? Is that what I'm hearing? In the beginning, it did not. Um, I would definitely have to. So that was one of the reasons why I created um, the Cooper Rose Facebook group. So I can like talk to people and then like, Hey, so I would have oops, um, oops products and Hey, we had this, you know, a batch made and it just wasn't what it needed to be. So I'll sell these to you for, you know, 50% or whatever. Um, and just, you know, chatting with people and doing like test diapers. And, um, and so, it, yeah, there, there was definitely some, some problems with inconsist- inconsistency at first. What I love, cause I think this probably reminates so much with your brand's mm-hmm. ethos is that you're trying to find a new home to those diapers, yeah. uh, despite the inconsistencies or that it hasn't matched up. Uh, because unfortunately for a lot of brands, when a batch goes wrong, right. um, though that batch just gets it's written off. Out. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and we don't talk about that a lot. I, I know there was a 18 months ago or so, a PUL manufacturer because yeah. it, it impacted a lot of brands kind mm-hmm. of had faulty PUL. And so there was yeah. an entire like gap for a lot of brands because the PUL went bad. And then all these diapers just kind of have to be disposed of, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, with PUL, it's, it's like, there's not really a lot of options, but um mm-hmm. For a lot of brands, they're not going to sell or they're not going to, they're not yeah. going to take their inconsistent seconds. So, yeah. Yeah. It's for us, we don't have that issue. Well, I mean, there's still an issue of inconsistencies and you don't want people to have something that, you know, they pay full price for. So, um, but because everything's natural fibers, I mean, you could technically, you know what I mean? Just even if it's not sewn into anything, you can put it on your baby. Oh, yeah, so, you shove it in the diaper, it absorbs pee. That's all we got to do. Yeah. Uh, so you, what's really <laughs> what's really unique about Darren's products is the textiles because yeah. she are creating these. Um, we're actually, we're seeing a lot more of this kind of creative natural fiber textiles and I'm loving it. But you have yeah. this hemp cotton linen blend diaper. How did, so... When you were in China, if we backtrack it a little bit, you were you're not getting that GOTS, you weren't getting those fibers, that textiles that you've liked. So now you've brought it back here to America. To America. Mm-hmm. I'm not even American. <laughs> you brought it back to Georgia. And what are you doing? How are you sourcing your textiles? What are you looking for in your textiles? And what what how do you get those uh that product that you get to your seamstress? Yeah, so um, originally the flax linen that we were using, um, was, I just was looking for hundred percent flax linen. Um, so, so f- linen, flax linen, um, by itself, um, is similar to hemp in the sense that you don't need fertilizer for it to grow and for it to oh, be, really? it's not, yeah. Um, that's not to say it doesn't happen, but it doesn't need as much as like, say like cotton cottons when it's not in, uh, organic, it's pretty bad. Um, and so linen, you don't have that same issue. Um, I mean, there's still, because it's not regulated, there may be something. So I was a little cautious, but because it grows well without it, um, I was using flax linen that wasn't organic. Where does um, linen grow? Um, well, it can grow anywhere, but the big place um, where it grows is um, Lithuania, I want to say. Am I wrong? Don't quote me. 
in in Europe is where it's like really known. <laughs> Me googling uh, what is linen plant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the plant itself. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's pretty interesting. Um, and linen's been around forever. It's like one of the first um fabrics. Okay, flax plant. Yeah, oldest cultivated plant in history. Yeah. Huh. I. Yeah, somebody, I'm going to have to find, I'm gonna, this is going to be like a little rabbit hole today. There's yeah. not, nobody's, <laughs> nobody is using, nobody really uses linen in diapering. Why do you yep. think nobody else is using linen in diapering? You know, people have a false like idea of linen. Um, I, I've, so when I first wanted to use it, um, people were telling me, don't use that. You can't wash it. And it's like, you can totally wash, wash linen and you can dry it. <laughs> um, oh, it's, you know more trendy right like since yeah. I had babies and you had a baby obviously we have babies at the same time linen has become very trendy for clothing yeah 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 it's breathable it's super sturdy um you can you can't really tear it the more you wash it the stronger it gets and the softer it gets which is crazy you know like okay yeah, yeah so that's what you were had telling me so I think the one thing I don't think about linen for diapering is so you've only used it on the exterior of this diaper right. yeah um it feels very thin like compared to the inners does that mean it's not as absorbent is are you using it more in decorative or yeah. what's that story yeah it it is definitely decorative um I just I love linen <laughs> but it also is very absorbent um, it's more absorbent than cotton. So it fits kind of so like hemp, um, actually probably bamboo, although I don't deal with bamboo at all, but um, <laughs> nobody needs but, to deal with bamboo. We're good. Let's yeah. move on to, let's move on to linen as a trend. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so hemp and then, uh, and then linen and then cotton. So linen's actually more, yeah, absorbent than cotton. Um, so it's, so I use it for a little bit of both, but definitely the the de decorative part is what... Instead of using like a printed cotton or a printed bamboo velour, which is what I would say most other brands are using. Yeah. So it's a better, it's an eco swap for you to those. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For those fitted. And then inside you've got a hemp cotton blend um, and it's <laughs> fairly heavy, right? Very heavy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 390 GSM. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Super heavy. Yeah. Um, that is heavy and yeah. you've gone for a so we'll walk somebody through it uh, Darren's main diaper that we're talking about here is a fitted diaper mm -hmm. it's snapless it's one size and it is a layer of flax yeah. two layers of hemp cotton and the in the shell it's well I, I've done two so this one that you have I think has velour on the inside doesn't yeah. it yeah so it's um the flax linen on the outside there's a layer of one layer of hemp and organic cotton on the inside and then the um the part that touches the baby is the velour um and I kind of went back and forth with the velour because that's organic cotton but it's got a little bit of um polyester um which I was debating but it's just a tiny bit so it's okay um <laughs> Give and take. It's not a perfect world. <laughs> it's not perfect. Uh, yeah. And then you've got a contoured insert that butterflies yeah. open. Uh -huh. A contoured butterfly insert. Why have you gone with something that opens up? Is yeah. there any magic 
or magical insight for you as a cloth diaper user on why an insert might want to look like this? Yes, um, because hemp and organic cotton, so it's all, it's super absorbent, which means that it holds a lot of stuff, right? So it's, um, <laughs> so as far as washing it, it's easier to get everything out um, when you don't have four layers together. Um, so that gap gives you a little bit more um, cleanliness and also drying, um, it dries faster. And I was also going to tell people that I, at least I did, I think in my review is that you can also customize this fold if you need to yeah. be. So if you needed to fold, um, there's just so many options when you have some, it just gives you more options. You can fold and yeah. customize and put it where you need it when you need it. And that's kind of like the beauty about fitted diapers and a lot of other. So you're doing small batch, small yes. batch manufacturing in Atlanta, Georgia with naturally sourced textiles, hemp not and Atlanta. cotton. Um, one, one, so I have, there are two um, manufacturers, in one's in New Orleans and one's in Florida. So it's close. Oh. Yeah. They're oh, like your, your, oh, your textiles are coming from Florida and New Orleans. No, no, gotcha. well, actually textiles coming from Massachusetts. <laughs> textiles coming from Massachusetts and I basically ship them right to the manufacturers. Um, but, in there the manufacturers one's in louisiana and one's in florida so close to me okay but not so we have about american source textiles manufactured yeah. <laughs> in the united states um, yeah. that be, that's so cool though that you've uh, found like different people in different areas that you're working with to create yeah. this product and i think when we talked last time you had kind of talked about um, waste in the manufacturing of products. Did you yeah. not? And yeah. what's a little bit about that story about reducing your brand's waste? Because when you produce a when you produce a diaper, especially at PUL cuts, there's a lot of waste. A yep. lot of waste. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, it's actually how we started um, nursing pads. Um, so the little um, like remnants. A nursing pad is four and a half inches wide or diameter. Um, so we can make nursing pads out of the, the waste or the, you know, the remnants from the diaper. I think I'm about to, my computer's about to. Um, and then working with small batch manufacturers, they work with other companies to basically give their, um, their scraps to, which you, nobody's doing. Well, there are some um, bigger manufacturers that are doing it, but not not much. Um, one of the manufacturers actually teaches, um, they have a school. Um, and so they use our remnants for their students to teach them. Yeah. Um, we've actually, we've also given um, fabric to a nonprofit that um, uses, they, what do you call it? Um, weave the fabric, they make it into longer uh, fibers to weave and make um, art projects. So there's so, yeah, there's so much that you can do with like, um, with scraps that bigger manufacturers are just not doing and they're just throwing them away, you know? So yeah, I love that part of it. Say hey. Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like Darren's son has joined and your son is the name of your brand, right? Um, his middle name yeah, actually are. is Cooper. So when uh, I didn't know if we were having a boy or girl, and <laughs> yeah. um, if we, so we had two names, and if he would have been a girl, his name would have been Cooper Rose. My grandmother is Rose. Uh, so yeah. 
So we, we put the name for the for the brand. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> just checking in on where he's at. Um, okay, so you're manufacturing, and you know what? I was funny you mentioning the nursing pads because I follow a small brand, and she just announced that she's got nursing pads, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then, as you say, "Oh, it's a great use for scraps." I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's why she probably just dropped them on the website because she's also cutting." all the scraps. Um, so one thing I know a little bit about textiles is that there's, you can buy bolts and there's end of rolls. Do you do any of that kind of end of roll shopping to reduce your impact or are you buying bolts uh, when I, it comes to textile sourcing? Yeah, I definitely buy bulk. Um, I don't um, necessarily look for end of bolt. Um, I did a little bit with the linen. It's, I feel like it's a little bit easier. Um, with yeah, the organic cotton, um, it it to me it just doesn't make sense to buy it um if you're not buying bulk that's true uh, that's true yeah. i guess i i so i there's a local seamstress to me who manufactures linen dresses yeah. and that's how she buys end of roll linen yep. to make her dresses and so that's why i kind of knew about that, that yeah. so what has been your biggest challenge owning a cloth diaper business maybe being a black woman in the cloth diaper business yeah. Um, I, the biggest challenge, I feel like it's just, I can clap. You can snap. (laughs) You're so good. (laughs) I feel like it's, um, it, it all, I'm always educating, you know, uh, and which is great. Um, but I, it's, if I had a product that like everybody just needed and knew they needed and everybody used as a business, it would be great, you know? Um, but because this is, um, and it's why I got into it anyway, so I'm not mad about it, but it's definitely a challenge. Um, it's you know. it's like, um, it becomes, I, you're not the first one this year. I've, I've chatted with a couple of women who run diaper banks yeah. and sometimes it just becomes a little bit emotionally exhausting, feeling yeah. like you're being so super fun. repetitive all the time and, not feeling like there was the progress that maybe you wanted there to be in the mainstreamness of it. Um, I can really like kind of relate to some of that feeling of just like, we're not there yet. And there's still a lot of work to do. Um, When we had chatted last, you had talked about cloth diapering in the black community, which is something that I've heard also from Jade at Crunchy Culture and uh, several others about just the the awareness or the lack of awareness and that a whole bringing up of education in there. And what does that look like for you? And how are you doing that in your local community to support cloth um, with, with, I guess, Black people are not the only people, only community, probably. There's probably lots of other ethnics. Yeah. Um, we actually started a... Um uh, collective, I guess, is what, well, in the name, it says collective. So Mama Soko Collective. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I and, know that name. Probably yeah, from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's for um, Black natural parenting families, um, just to learn. So for me, and, and I think a lot of Black people, um, culturally, this is how we, how we survived longer than mm-hmm. other folks, because 
because in the, especially in the United States, we didn't have the resources that other groups of people had. So all of the things that are natural, just because you, it's, you, it's, it, you got it, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you got boobs with milk and so you feed your baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so there are reasons why we were kind of like taken away from that. And, um, and so there's this, all this stigma attached to natural parenting. Um, and so we wanted to, um, you know, just not just cloth diapering, but all of natural parenting wanted to um, just bring some awareness around that for black and brown folks. And so um, before COVID, we were doing um, events uh, in the in the city um, and mostly around the um the black like natural parenting weeks. So like black baby wearing week, um, black breastfeeding week, um, I'm missing something. Breastfeeding, baby wearing, there's something else, but I can't think of it right now. Oh, no, there's, there's a diapering group um, week now, but it wasn't in COVID, before COVID time. Um, so we had three, we did three events a year, um, breastfeeding, baby wearing, and then we called it Cafe Soko. And that was just general um, natural parenting. Um, wow. So that is, that's what I feel like our Cooper Rose's project, as far as like community-based events, that's one of the main things that we do. Um, and it's hard. It's, it's, no, baby. <laughs> it's, um, I feel like the, it's it's exactly what you said as far as like just being emotional emotionally draining because you know that it's something that could help people and there are people who look like you and they don't want to listen <laughs> you know oh so, yeah and like yeah. i mean you started this off kind of like we like you didn't have the privileges to do the other right so you had to cloth diaper and now right. we're in 2021 when Pampers and Huggies just announced that diaper prices are increasing 10% in June. And so diaper prices are now up like 25% over 2019. And poverty in the United States and poverty amongst Black and Brown and Indigenous people has never been as bad as it is. And so we have these layers of... uh, Yeah. How... um, So... Actually, I met with a woman yesterday about how do you, this is like probably personal and it's fine. How do you manage, like negotiate with yourself having a higher priced product in an industry that is so um, targeted towards saving money? I know this is a challenge that I have just because like my book, I wrote a book on cloth diapers and I'm like, well, I want it to be accessible. I need to value my time and what I put into it. So I kind of really skirt my profit margins to do what I do. Um, But that's not always a good boundary. So how do you, as a creator, kind of justify the product that you're putting out and then the community at large? You know, there's, there's a lot, actually, there's like, I feel like if I really explained all of it, it would take me days. <laughs> That's okay. But I think, um, one, I know that I'm not, um, I know that in order to make the diaper, those costs just have to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just like you said, for your your time and effort, and, you know, running the business, like you gotta get, gotta get something back from it. Um, but I also, 
even within um, like marketing my own brand, I, t- I talk about how accessible cloth diapering can be. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to use a fitted diaper. It's cool, you know, um, <laughs> yes. and it's easier and it's nice, but, um, or uh, I shouldn't say easier. It could be easier mm-hmm. um, for some folks, um, but there's so many other ways to cloth diaper. And so like that Mama Soko piece for me um, is, uh, I feel like it's, I don't want to say that, <laughs> because I'm doing that, it's okay to charge more, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, and I always like, for me as a blogger, I find it so hard to talk about high-end products mm-hmm. because I often yeah. get this rebuttal. There's no way I could afford that. Um, but there are so many people who can't afford it. So there's, there is a market of people who are buying your diapers who can afford to pay for the textiles and pay for it. And in an ideal world, that's the important community work that we want to do is to be able to have everybody afford right. your product. Um, and so I guess it's, I justify it to myself as like, I'm not actively price gorging the community. Like I'm not actively going out there and tripling, bringing in quadruple income on a product that costs pennies to make. Right. Um, I just was just kind of like, it was just a conversation I had yesterday with a mom about, she was like, why don't you put your book? And I was like, because there's no profit margin. There is literally no profit margin. Cause I just, I just wanted to kind of justify the two things. So getting it into a retailer doesn't make sense because they would have to charge $26 for it. And then I don't feel good. So um, uh, we're going to do what we're going to do. We're just going to be okay with it and find other ways. And that's like the beauty of cloth diapering is really the most accessible way of cloth diapering is not something we can sell at all uh we can't sell towels and t-shirts with Mm -hmm. reusable wool pants and we really can't sell that but we can advocate that those are options that you can literally use anything in your house yeah put it on baby's bum and have a clean healthy bum right yeah that's absolutely right i mean it's you know, you go to the mall and you might buy a dress that's $200 because you're feeling like it, you know, or, or you might say, hey, I don't need that $200 dress. I just need something to get by and you buy that $10 dress. Um, what is the thing that you love most about being in the cloth diaper space and having a cloth diaper brand? Oh, man. Um, I Here think- it comes. And here I love it. Comes. <laughs> Is that what he said? I didn't even hear it. He said, um, and here it comes, I think. <laughs> here comes the answer. Um, the community aspect. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the obvious stuff, like just, you know, being able to um, feel good about the product itself and, you know, um, all, all of the stuff from before. But, um, but the community, like, I mean... If you meet someone who cloth diapers, they you feel like they're like you've known them. You know, um, you can talk for hours just about a diaper. Um, so I, <laughs> what, what, what is that? Like I mean, and anything really like in this like natural baby space. I mean, yeah. I I see on your website right, you've got bonnets. Like I had I had a little bonnet for my kid, and if I met another mom who had a bonnet, I'd be like, "Where is that bonnet from? Who you made know? that bonnet? Let's tell that whole story." Um, it's like one of those baby gear gizmos that really kind of like suddenly you've got a friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I think, yeah, if I had to, um, I mean, I know that there's like, there, there's, there are problems in everything, you know, there's going to be drama somewhere, but, um, but for the most part, um, that the community part is cool. 
And so the best place to connect with you to find your diapers is. Um, actually, I guess the, the best place to connect and actually get a feel for who we are is Instagram, probably um, okay. Cooper Rose baby on Instagram, but we're Cooper Rose baby everywhere. So www.cooperrosebaby.com. Facebook is cooperrosebaby.com. Um, I don't really do Twitter, but it's there too. <laughs> It's okay. Um, awesome. Well, we'll check that out. And actually, as I pull up your Instagram here, these uh, these water colorings that you had done are beautiful. Are like, talking amazing collaboration. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's my old tattoo artist. He's like, oh, from, no way. From, from tattoos to drawing babies. <laughs> <laughs> like, the patterns of life. I will let you go to your children. He okay. looks like he wants to spend some time with you and I will see you around the web. Thank you for making this happen today, Darren. And that was Darren with Cooper Rose cloth diapers. You can shop Cooper Rose online. You can read my review over at www.simplymombailey.com. I'll include that link in the show notes. And if you're not signing up for our weekly newsletter, where are you? Go sign up for that newsletter. Leave a review if you would care to. And I will see you over on Instagram. Thank <laughs> you.